I'm so polite. I used to be so polite to my uncles on New Year's Day because I know money is coming. I'm gonna give you money, <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to avoid any like a、uh, possibility of them, you know, complaining about my attitude or anything, which would delay. Uh, myself uh, from、uh, receiving the money, you know. <laughs> And nowadays, you're just rude. You're just a rude asshole to your <laughs> to your family. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I make my own money. I'm、yeah. my own man. Happy New Year, everybody!、Uh, welcome to the fifteenth episode of K Koji Podcast. It is two thousand twenty-two now, and we are still the same. K and Koji sending you fresh new episodes. First one this year. Happy New Year and Happy New Year, everyone else here. Welcome to season. Well, it's still, I guess, part of season one, but we're moving into. I can't believe season two. So that's gonna be super exciting for 2022 of the new year that we're in. And in Japanese, Happy New Year is Akemashite Omedeto Gozaimasu, which means congratulations or you know celebrating the the opening of a new year. And yeah, and and obviously congratulations to everyone surviving. Oh yeah, the last two years as well. <laughs> So far, it's lasting not, longer than I, I expected in the beginning. Yeah, we're not dead yet, so that,、yeah. that's something definitely to celebrate. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure, we are thankful for the fact that we are still, you know, able to, you know, talk and、uh, live our life、uh, as we wish. Yeah. So I guess, like, yo, know, yeah, for sure. I, I guess one thing I wanted to just bring up here is that、um, you've. You've lived in North America, yes, and then you've also you're also living in Japan,、mm -hmm. but you celebrate both versions of New Year's in yeah, Japan, yeah, right. So it's 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 a it's a little different the way New Year's is celebrated. I I feel like New Year's in Japan is treated like the Christmas in North America, almost. I mean, we don't eat turkey, but it's a it's 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 a it's a it's a semi Religious holiday in Japan, and people take more days off for New Year's than Christmas.、Uh, whereas I feel like in North America, New Year's is like it's just a day to celebrate, like or or you know like you you just celebrate the countdown and stuff like that. It's 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 just a change change in the in the year、uh, and changing the calendar year. So. You have like a party, countdown party, and you you do the countdown on the street. Maybe on、uh, Robson Street, you have that right in Vancouver, and 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 on January second, things are pretty much back to normal. In Canada, that's that's the kind of feel I have. So, in Japan,、uh, although Christmas is not an official holiday, New Year's is. So usually. On the calendar, people take、uh, on on the calendar definitely、uh, December thirtieth, ah、uh, sorry December thirty first to January third. Those four days are、uh, blocked off. So basically, it's it's a it's a mandatory holiday in Japan,、uh, like a public holiday in Japan. 
uh, until January 1st because the first three days of New Year's is, is very important. Uh, it's, it's a time you spend with your family. Uh, and, but, you know, many people take, you know, a few days before that or, or after that to spend more time with the family. So, you know, I, I feel like the New Year holiday is, is like uh, one of the long holidays in Japan. It's, it's kind of like Christmas, as I said, where people gather uh, with their families uh, and they, we have this uh, tradition of, well, say, for example, uh, on, on December, uh, before December 31st, like leading up to the year end, Japanese people clean their homes which is like, I think, uh, taking away all of your sins from the previous year, <laughs> or from the year. And then uh, on the year end, uh, before that, they would, you know, buy all sorts of food and prepare uh, the New Year food. Uh, it's called Osechi, where, you know, they have all, all sorts of traditional uh, things. And then on, on New Year Eve, uh, they would eat soba, like a Japanese buckwheat noodles, uh, because soba is it's long and thin, uh, which is supposed to uh, promote, uh, or you know, it's 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 it's, a, it's kind of like a good luck thing uh, to promote uh, longevity. And then on New Year's Day, uh, you know, you would uh, go visit a shrine at midnight. And then uh, for the rest, you just get lazy, eat all the food, and you know, spend time with your family. Yeah. Do you how do how do you celebrate New Year's? Because my understanding in Canada, I was always getting drunk on New Year's Eve, countdown, and it's it's like a big party. And New Year's Day, uh, I don't work, but uh, on the second of January, I would work or go to school or you know something happens. Yeah. How is it celebrated in Canada? Yeah, I think we celebrate um, New Year's just like the, the our counterparts in America, right? Yeah. Which is like, hey, it's the you know thirtieth or the thirty first of December, mm -hmm. and then you go out and you go drinking with your friends, and yeah. then you get really really drunk, yeah. and you celebrate, and you do the countdown, yeah. and then the next morning you are really hungover, and then mm -hmm. you have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, you gotta usually... go to work on January first. No, no, on, on oh, January second. Oh, second. Yeah, second. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, or, okay. Or. It, but if it's like a Sunday, right, then it'll be January 3rd, right? If it's, okay, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's yeah. a lucky uh, pattern. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, that's usually how, you know, you would celebrate. What I would usually do is that after that date, I would mm -hmm. go with my family and I would celebrate. We'll have like a New Year's dinner or something together. I see, um, I see. Yeah. So what, so do, like what, do, you guys, what do you guys talk about? Uh is, is there like a particular topic everyone covers uh, during New Year's? No, we just talk about like, hey, happy New Year, you know, okay. have a, you know, have a good New Year. And I'll say the, the thing, the stuff in Korean and say the stuff in Chinese, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> to to okay. celebrate, right? I'll be like, um, right? which is like, mm. hey, good luck in the New Year. Right? I see, have, I see. Like, or like Sunning Vilok, right? Or Shang or Kaila, right? If you're okay. Mandarin, right? Okay. So like okay. that's what I'll I'll usually say that to like yeah. the folks that like celebrate that. I see, um, I see. 
I don't usually like our family doesn't really like do the full like traditional stuff mm-hmm. like go and do the whole bowing thing and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. But we do still give money for the New Year. New Year's. Um, oh yeah, we yeah. have that too in Japan. Usually, yeah. uh, I think kids get the money. Yeah. And and elders give the kids uh, money. So yeah, know, if you have a nephew or a niece that's uh you know that's underage, then you would usually give them money. Yeah. Yeah. Or single. Or single, <laughs> or yes. Or single. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, there's probably not going to be any money giving <laughs> this year, unfortunately. This year, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, there's lots of food, like a lo- lot of like Asian food. So mm-hmm. I would get like all like like different types of like sticky sn- rice snacks and stuff like I that. See. Do you um, go for better. dim sum in Vancouver? Um, not for, for me, not for New Year's. Um, okay. we actually have like, like our family like makes Chinese food and okay. we have it there. Um, but yeah, I know there's some people that like to do dim sum. Yeah. Uh, after the New Year's. Um, yeah. not yeah. for your family, but, but you know, like you, you, you said you, you do the red pockets, right? The money giving for mm-hmm. New Year's, but don't you already do that for the Chinese New Year's, which is, which comes up exactly like almost one month after. Yeah, we do it again. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I wish I it. wish I was born Chinese Canadian. Wow, I didn't know. Yeah. But in, in yeah, mainland China, they they don't do uh red pockets for New Year's, I guess. Mm, some of them do. Some of them I'm, do. In, okay. I know in, in Hong Kong they do. Oh, um, wow. Not 100% sure about mainland, mainland China. I see. Um Wow, I wish I wish but, I was born Chinese, man. Uh well, I guess I would hate it as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like in in Korea, they 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 do give they give money. Yeah, they do give money too. I think in I during see. the new year. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. Oh, that's that's very nice. Um, yeah. So it's like it's like you know for for those of you who are listening, uh, you know it's it's like an Asian culture thing right to give money to the to the younger and single people in in your family uh at those you you have you have to be older to do that but yeah in order for them for you for them to receive the money they have to posture themselves on the floor yeah bow (laughs) yeah they gotta they gotta be extra i'm so polite i used to be so polite to my uncles on new year's day because i know money is coming i'm gonna give you money (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to avoid any like uh possibility of them, you know, complaining about my attitude or anything which would delay uh myself uh from uh receiving the money, you know. <laughs> and nowadays you're just rude you're just a rude asshole to your <laughs> to your family. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I make my own money. Yeah. I'm my own man now. <laughs> I guess I guess it's a it's a good way to you know, although it's very direct, uh, uh, it's a good way to kind of, you know, make kids listen to you. You know. Because I I Definitely. feel like when you're just feeding them, giving them food, you know, they don't see the value in that. But if it's money that they can spend, it's like an automatic respect. You know. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Do you so, go to like yeah. the shrine? You go to the shrine, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to the yeah. shrine. So you know, after we're done cleaning, eating the soba, uh, 
and we have the same TV show that we watch, uh, that all the Japanese people watch. It's basically uh, 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 they're basically broadcasting different temples around the country. Uh, so they do uh, they do ring their the bell like the gong at the temple. Uh, at every temple in Japan, a hundred and eight times. Because that's a that's a number of, uh, I I don't know what how to say it, like a, like a dirty mind people have. Or or like uh, like uh, how do you call it like uh, impure thoughts. Impure thoughts, oh, yeah, <laughs> impure thoughts, or like greed that people have. Uh. Impure thoughts, greed that people have. So Wait, I there's a hundred. There's a hundred and eight types yeah. of impure thoughts. Yeah, man. Exactly. You know, the Europeans got it right that you only have to deal with like the seven deadly sins. <laughs> <laughs> so we have one hundred eight. So each time you yeah. ring that, it's uh, it cancels one out for the for the for the year that went, um, and they broadcast that like straight up, and they go to different temples or shrines throughout the country, and and once it's uh you know, uh, New Year Day. Uh, so once it's past midnight, some people do go, uh, head out, and uh, go go visit a shrine to pray. And there's usually like a huge lineup, uh, especially if you go to a popular one, like like the one uh, that's popular that I know. There's a there's like a lineup leading to like the street in front of it, all the way for like a few like maybe like five hundred meters. It's crazy. And, you know, they would have all kinds of, uh, you know, festival shops there that sells, you know, you, like candies and snacks and, you know, all, all sorts of things. So it's, uh, it's nice, but it's, uh, it's, it gets pretty hectic uh, at nighttime. So for the, so Japanese people for the first few days, uh, for the first three days after New Year's, they must visit the shrine. At least once, uh, because it's the first. It's, you know, you're basically saying hi to the god for the first time that year. So you must, you you know, you must uh, make the uh, pilgrimage, uh, pilgrimage, and uh, visit the shrine. So it's it gets very very busy. I I don't usually do it because I don't like to line up for things. So I go like maybe on the fifth day or something when it's less busy. <laughs> but yeah, for the first three days, it's 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 absolutely insane do do other asian cultures do that uh you know i mean i mean it's a different religion but like for for buddhism or other religions do they do that yeah the, like i know korea also does like a three-day yeah um celebration cycle. okay definitely they eat like traditional food mm-hmm. there's like a bunch of folk games like did you watch um what's it called um squid game uh no not yet not yet yeah but yeah, you, so you, there's you a can, few you games that you'll see yeah. in Swig Game that yeah. they play yeah. that they do in New Year's. I see. Like, <laughs> um, there's like stuff with like wooden sticks and then there's like a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay, but, that um, sounds very yeah. similar to what we have in Japan because we have those folk games uh, that we play uh, on New Year's too. Like, uh, yeah, for definitely. New Year's. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? It's like the New Year that we, that we like the, the New Year that I celebrate, like, is like me trying to combine all those other like cultures that I kind of have mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. background into yeah. like a standardized like yeah. 
annual new year based yeah. on quarters right yeah um but we all know that like the actual new years for like korea and china is actually like the solstice right it's yeah. a solstice based one so usually those new years especially if we're talking about 2022 mm-hmm. the new years for korea is actually like february 1st oh, okay um same thing with like china mm-hmm. um so that's usually like the the second new moon after the winter solstice is usually mm-hmm. like when um the official new year's yeah it's happens, a moon, but... moon moon festival or you know it's a lunar uh, yeah, year, it's a right? lunar new yeah. year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like this like first day of the, the the Korean or Chinese calendar is is celebrating that new year. Mm-hmm. But because like we we have this weird thing which is like we're in Canada and we've got a different calendar, calendar. that we follow yeah. for yeah. the new year. Yeah. We just combine that into this one weird thing. I and see. And then like we also celebrate the other one as well later mm. down the the couple of months as well so yeah. like i technically get like two new years okay celebrations that happen yeah. um but yeah we we still like try to like do it so yeah it's just like interesting in i see fashion. yeah that's that's pretty interesting and i i like the chinese new year uh or the the lunar new year uh too i got i got invited to my friend's home uh, uh before for the chinese new year uh and it was good uh it's kind of like the the Christmas uh, in 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 you know like in in uh, in North American sense, I feel like, yeah. So, what kind of food do Koreans eat for New Year's? Well, there's a lot of like traditional, like Korean foods, like, like, like love like the you know those sticky rice stuff yeah, like yeah. dock. There's yeah. like a like a billion variations of that. Okay. <laughs> that sticky rice stuff. Yeah. Like some are sweet, some of them are savory, mm-hmm. different types of dishes. Um, there's a lot of like uh kind it's kind of like uh it's kind of like tempura, but not really. But okay. they use different vegetables and stuff like that. But the okay. method they don't use like the traditional tempura style Batter. Of like breading okay. and stuff like yeah. Okay. They use like egg and stuff like that Mm. um there's a lot of that type of food um a lot of colder dishes like meat meat dishes that are cold Mm. but um yeah if you're if you're a baller if -hmm. you're like a big baller in korea then you would get this like um meat um festival like present like it's kind of like omiyage that you have but it's like meat so it's like a bunch of different cut meats mm -hmm. so you know how you have like um uh you know uh like different a5 wagyu and stuff yeah, like that yeah yeah this like beef set is mm-hmm. like korean beef oh, okay uh, so it's like premium so, beef yeah the 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 basically the korean equivalent of japanese high-end beef yeah with this wagyu mm-hmm. is called hanwu okay in, which just means korean beef yeah and yeah so it's it has just as much marbling as mm-hmm. like wagyu beef mm-hmm. and Dude, that box is so expensive. When you so is, buy it, is it raw meat? Is it raw meat or it's uh, it's like yeah, roast it's, beef? it's it's all sliced, okay, thinly sliced and and ready for like grilling and stuff. Oh, like that. Okay, and okay, that's okay. Like, that's like something that you would have as well if you're you're part of if you're baller. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's very like similar. Um, mm, there's a lot of similarities. Similar. It's just yeah. the dates. Yeah, because we eat a lot of mochi. You know the rice cakes uh, during during uh, New Year's too. Like we eat it so much. I don't know why we eat it so much, but we just eat it so much. Yeah, 
we put it in the soup, we uh, we grill it and eat it, yeah, stuff like that. And in Japan, uh, we also uh, put up this mochi ornament. It's like a Christmas tree, <laughs> in a way. But it's but you eat it afterwards. So it's like it's basically like three layers of like mochi that that's in the shape of like really thick pancakes, and you put a like a tangerine on top, and sometimes uh like a like a like a like a prawn. Or like a lobster, it's it's supposed to represent good luck, uh, and good fortune for the for the new year. And we also put uh like some some pine ornaments, uh, on the side in front of your, a uh, gate at home, and that's supposed to represent uh, uh you know a good fortune. And. And after se- seven days after New Year's Day, you need to take all of that down. There's a rule. You have you keep it up for seven days. After seven days, you take all of that down, and and you eat uh, this particular kanji made with, uh, made with. Made with a with a veg the winter vegetables, on on that day. That's that's like a that's like a must. Yeah. Yeah, so. th- definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just just really interesting. Like mm-hmm. Korea and China shares the same three days. For their New Year's, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, it's just just good. But I think Chinese New Year is like way more like way more festive when it comes to like celebrating it's, it's their more, New Year's. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, a next level. Yeah, it's, it's like way it's like a, it's more like a intense. Big big carnival, right? You know. Yeah, uh, like you got like dragon, yeah. like dancing and everywhere. You you have like the like and you have martial artists come out and do a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have fireworks and firecrackers everywhere, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it, it's pretty loud, to... right, in China? Yeah, yeah, it's it's super intense, and like you have every single like piece of Chinese food you can think of that comes yeah. out of the woodworks. Okay, um, wow. and then obviously you celebrate like the twelve animals, right? The yeah, swel- the, yeah, the twelve yeah. main animals, right? Yeah, like the ox, tiger, rabbit, mm-hmm. dragon, mm-hmm. stuff the, like the that. The zodiac, Chinese um, zodiacs. Yeah, the Chinese zodiac. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like there's a lot of things. Like if you're like really traditional, then you mm-hmm. might have like handwritten ch- poetry on mm-hmm. front of your door. Mm-hmm. If you're like, you oh, know how okay. you have those like red signs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right? Some yeah. If you're like really really traditional, then mm-hmm. um, you will probably have one of those. I think it's called like, um, I forgot what the name of it. The official name was for it. Um, but they're typically red and they're like it's loud, right? It's like you can mm-hmm. see it on their door. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen those, and. Yeah, so that that's very different from like how it is in in Japan uh, because in Japan on New Year's Day it's super quiet, like it's very very quiet. Yeah, but you know when I'm in Tokyo, I try to mix it up uh, with the with the Western way of celebrating. So I go out and party for countdown, and uh, because I'm not be I'm not gonna be doing anything for the for the first three days anyway, right? I'm just gonna be, you know, chilling for the first three days. So I will usually go out. To do the countdown, uh, get drunk with my friends, and 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 then go to the shrine afterwards after the party, and then go home and sleep sleep my way uh, through. But then I usually get woken up early on January first because there's like family events, which is very painful. But that's that's part of the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think just some like interesting like 
I guess, historical information mm-hmm. is that when Japan invaded Korea, yeah. uh, what happened was that we actually ended up like in South Korea followed uh, Japan's Gregorian um, New Year's. So yeah. it's like from January 1st to 3rd mm-hmm. uh, j- during the annexation of South Korea. So we actually followed like what like Japan was doing. Oh, but then is after, that why there's yeah. a lot of similarity? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's why there's a lot of similarities with that. Otherwise, it'd be falling directly to the Chinese. Oh, okay. Year, right? okay. But that's why recently um, the official Korea, South Korean New Year no longer does that. Mm. So it's just treated as like a normal like business financial New Year. I right? see. But I like see. if you actually look at it, um, like I think it was like 1989 or 1980s during yeah. that time period. Yeah. Um, they're like, we're no longer going to follow this three days after like the yeah. 31st which of December. Was, which was implemented under Japanese uh, governance, right? Yeah. 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 When, when, when it was annexed and then like, yeah. they're like, we're going to go back to the old way. So that's why like now, like they've got that like two new year system in, in Korea as well. So typically what you'll see is that um, in Korea, South Korea, they will have the American style mm-hmm. new years where everyone just gets drunk or whatever. And then like a couple of months later, then they'll have the official Korean like New Year that they used to have, which is more similar or closely related to like the way uh, China used to. I celebrate see. New Year's. I see. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay, that's interesting. I I yeah. didn't know. Then, I did because I was I was surprised to hear when you said Koreans celebrate the three three day uh, after January first. Um, and and you know it all it kind of all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah, because my my expectation, the yeah, Korean my expectation, yeah. my expectation was that uh, Korea would follow uh, the Chinese style because you know uh, because of the because of the the continent uh, and 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 you know other 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 things uh, in Korea it's it's uh, very similar to China you know the so yeah and yeah. and they did they did mm-hmm. before and then mm-hmm. like. It became and something the Japanese else, annexation, and yeah, back. changed. Yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, like after the after Korea got liberated, and like yeah. they were just like, "Hey, let's figure stuff out. Like, does does uh, this make sense? Do we need I to see. do stuff differently?" And uh, like that, things changed. Oh, I see. That's too bad, though, from my perspective, because it'd be cool to have like Koreans doing the same thing. I mean, like not from like that like like annexation kind of perspective, but it's just cool to see another nation doing the same thing as uh as 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 uh, as my own country you know just, i, I just, do just still think in common yeah yeah, yeah. I, that's why i think like korea is like this weird hybrid between like japan and china when mm. you go there mm. it's like their work culture is very japanese mm-hmm. but like their like mentality and like like the the way they like think about things yeah is like very chinese mm. right mm. um and then their hierarchical structure is very Japanese. That's very like Japanese, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think the hierarchical structure is just like everywhere. All of Asia is like that. Mm. Actually, let me just say that like, that's actually like generalized across all of Asia. Hierarchical structures. Yeah, but um, I feel, I feel, I feel it's more like um, you know present in Japan and Korea. Like it's it's way more present. I think. Yeah. Hmm. So Spe- yeah. Go well, ahead. speaking of like something that's like strictly Western, right? Mm-hmm. In you know. The U.S. and Canada. I'm not too sure about Europe, quite honestly, but maybe I should ask my some of my friends there about that. But like, there's usually this thing when New Year happens, like there's this New Year's resolution. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, for 2022, I am going to try to do these types of things. 
Mm -hmm. And like, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Oh, yeah. So uh, in in Japan, uh, we do that too. Uh, I don't know where that came from, but, you know, I guess it's nice to have a New Year's resolution. Uh, So my New Year's resolution, well, I have have many things I want to do, but I want to learn a new language this year. And probably something easier and something I can accomplish. Yeah, Spanish. (laughs) Uh, Because I already took, uh, you know, a couple of years of Spanish. Although I forgot most of it uh in high school so uh you know i'm gonna try to learn to speak spanish that's uh that's uh that's 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 like more tangible yeah and and you know like what about you Kay? so here's the thing with year's resolutions i don't like making them oh and the reason i don't like making them is that i feel that whenever i make a year's resolution it never actually gets done yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I'll say okay. like, yeah. I'll I'll say like, hey, I'm gonna go. So work you're just out jinxing me right now, making me say my New Year's resolution, <laughs> <laughs> telling me that well, I'm like, never getting well, it done. Well, I mean, it's like it might it works it might work for different people, but like I just find that like whenever I say something, yeah. it's like I end up not committing. Mm. Like, nah, I think know, I feel like yeah, that, I feel right? like the more you say the things you commit to, uh, the, the, I, the I, less I, you yeah, actually it's, execute. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 magical. Uh, somehow it happens. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Um so, I mean like most if I was to say like hey what's my goals for 2022 most of it's like um largely like financial and career oriented and then like also like things like this podcast right like yeah. my resolution is like hey how do I you know Grow make the, sure that like yeah. you know we we create like really great mm-hmm. you know interesting content that's mm-hmm. that makes sense right for people to understand like what's going on mm-hmm. um and and obviously like we're not always right, so yeah. <laughs> don't don't assume that we're perfect because <laughs> most of the stuff we talk about is like just like garbage half the time. Yeah, um, <laughs> whatever that's on my mind, on our minds. Yeah, yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever like comes up, but yeah. um, but largely like you know, my goal is like, how do we like make you know this podcast more entertaining for folks? Is if I was to make a resolution, then I'll commit mm-hmm. myself to something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, just like um. You know, I, I just want people to be like happy and healthy and like, you know, try to be as stress free as possible. And, um, you know, I want this COVID thing to be over so I can finally travel again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, for want... sure. Yeah, you have a long overdue trip to Japan. Yeah. yeah. And, and also like I, there's a lot of like, um, like southeast asian countries i want to start mm. going to more mm. like i want to go to the philippines because i haven't really been to the philippines yet mm-hmm. um I, I want to go to vietnam i've never been to vietnam mm-hmm. um i want to go to thailand never been to thailand before i've never been to like, thailand okay no yeah. well i've been to like the like the singapore's the hong kong's right the macaos right like yeah those are like the more traditional yeah one places De- to go destinations yeah yeah, my my first real like non city focused like trip mm. was like going to Cuba because it's just like Cuba wow. is, like okay yeah that's that's <laughs> right? that's, a, that's like yeah that's, that's a different up. right yeah so like I want to go to more of those types of countries so mm. that I can see what's going on mm. um so like definitely more European cities I mean like I've only been to like France and the UK okay but like okay. I want to go to like Germany right I want to go to like 
Prague or something or, mm. you know, mm. Switzerland or, or Sweden, just like yeah. see like where they make the Ikea furniture, you know? <laughs> I, I'm pretty and, sure it's in China or something. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or like go to Legoland, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like that, those be, are yeah, some cool things cool. to like yeah. to go yeah. check out. So yeah. like I have, there's like a lot of things I want to go do mm. and obviously I won't be able to do it all in 2022, but at least like one or two out of those lists, right? That yeah. Of like check yeah. off. Yeah. Um, you know, but, I have that too. You know, I want to be able to travel next year and you know two countries i've never been to uh, i i guess you know i, I want to try going to russia yeah russia yeah that's cool. an interesting one for me as well yeah. like checking out like different areas of russia um yeah. and like yeah i still need to be careful about north korea because i i don't know if i will ever go um, <laughs> but i want to go it's it's like my uh fantasy but realistically speaking, I would like to try to go to Russia. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Russia will be very interesting um, uh, to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, like, you know, with New Year's resolutions and stuff like that, there's like so many like things that might end up happening in like 2022. Yeah. And, you know, I want to kind of make this like a, a thing to, for us to, to, um, I'd like to like make some predictions about 2022. Like, what so do we, we think can is going to let our happen? imagination go wild, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what yeah. do we think is going to happen in 2022? And then by the end of next year, let's look back at this and see how many of our predictions were actually right. And it can be okay. a prediction about anything, okay. right? So, um, or, or do you have any like in mind? Do you have any like predictions you think will happen for next year? Could be like from work. Could be from you know politics globally. Um, within our culture, yeah, things that might happen. Well, I, I guess you know. Let's uh, we can we can address the, the 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 big topic COVID. What do you think is going to happen in twenty two with COVID? So twenty twenty two with COVID, I think everything's going to open back up. Everything like, it's gonna, in, everything in every country or just in certain yeah. countries. Okay. Yeah, I think in 2022, everything's just going to open back up because we have to, right? From an economic Mm. perspective, it makes zero sense to close everything. We're just going to have to live with the different Mm. variants of COVID. There's, like, we have to, right? Mm. Um, Because economic damage does way more damage than actually, and kills people more Mm. than COVID itself. Mm. So, like, I don't think COVID's going to go away. It's just we're gonna get better masks. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get these high high end like high masks, like, well, we'll and probably... and and I guess we'll also you know get you know new version of a vaccination. It would be like iPhone, you know, like have yeah, you got yeah. the like, have you got the Pfizer Pfizer two Pfizer three, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so like what we'll see is that we're not gonna have to do PKR tests anymore or like rapid PCR? testing. Yeah. We'll just, yeah. yeah, we'll or PCR tests. We'll mm-hmm. just get like pills, so we don't have to do injections anymore. We're just going to have like pill form things that we just take before we travel or go anywhere. Um, and, next year. Uh, next year. Yeah. Next year. I mean, sorry. So in 2022. 2022. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like okay. Pfizer and Moderna will all have like pill based like vaccines or, or medications to like fight off this, these different variants. They already um, have? Yeah, they're already developing stuff for what? it. So, oh, that make that uh, makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that... Um, the vaccines we've been building is based off of mRNA technology, yeah, right? Yeah. And so mRNA is like has allowed us to like create vaccinations way faster than ever yeah. before, and then yeah. like 
create them and now we're putting it in pill form so like that seems to be a no-brainer where i think it's going to be really interesting is that the commodification commodification of like masks so it's like Mm -hmm. you're gonna have like the apple mask or like the samsung mask it'll it'll be like this bougie like stylish mask well it's it's already happened right Uh, i mean no but but it'll be techified so you'll have tech level like mask. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you'll have like this mask that you put on that's like connected to your cell phone and it'll tell you how many particulates went through your like mask and stuff uh, like that. And like, and then you'll have like LED lights and shit that you can like put in there. <laughs> right. It's going to like, everyone's going to look like a cyber ninja. Like, yeah. I, that's what I think is going to happen. Um, well, that, that is if people keep, you know, continue wearing masks. Well, I think it's going to be, right? Because like now that like people realize that, oh, masks are like an effective fu- piece, like a tool to like stop any kind of like airborne mm. based thing. Mm. I would expect like North America and Europe to start using masks more on a regular basis. Like even if it's not COVID related, like let's say they get like a cold and stuff. Mm. Like they already do that in China and Korea and Japan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What this has done is only made it more common now to like just because like normally if you take a train or you take a bus right in yeah. north america mm-hmm. and you wear this like mask over your face people are like what are like, you why are you, are wearing you gonna that, like right? are you gonna like mug somebody <laughs> yeah are you yeah. mugging someone or yeah. you're gonna die or yeah. like what's going on right yeah. um and i remember like i saw like people that are like fresh off the boat yeah. right like that just recently immigrate they'd yeah. wear masks and yeah. people would be like why are they wearing it it's like oh it's because it's already part of that culture, right? Yeah. And I to get protect the yourself, that, yeah. Against and I get the feeling that masks yeah. is going to be normalized for just like all, hmm. all public hmm. transportation or public spaces. Whenever people themselves are sick, they'll just wear like a mask. Yeah. They'll be like, you know what? I would, I would love to get psyche. a mask where, which could tell me if, you know, when I need to brush my teeth. <laughs> it it recognizes the bad breath or scans yeah. your teeth to yeah. see like what's going on. Yeah, I don't think that's coming, but okay. like, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> it would be like a sad day if like I brush my teeth, I put on a mask, and it still tells me to go brush my teeth. Then, oh, like... then what what will happen is they'll actually have this like device in it that'll like spray like. Oh, but it would be cool like if if the mask eventually can somehow like detect your like health conditions too right mm. you know well we already have a fitbit right or we yeah. always have or we have apple watch so mm-hmm. it's like like how do we like measure that yeah so I, I think um yeah, mask is going to be an might be potentially an interesting one, and then yeah. pill based medications from mRNA will be definitely a big thing. Yeah, well, that's that's a that's a very uh, uh, you know a good prediction. I mean, uh, optimistic a prediction that we get to you know reopen uh, everything. Uh, so you know, I'm 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 really looking forward to that. Uh, you know, likewise. Uh, yeah, uh, from. You know, I'm just letting my imagination run wild, but uh, from, you know, business or economics uh, perspectives, you know, uh, yeah, uh, Feds is uh, is uh, increasing. I, I mean, I mean, they, they're tightening their their monetary policy. Uh, they're going to uh, with a, uh, which is going to make uh, the 
the uh, you know less skilled workers uh, suffer because of the rise in the interest uh, rate in the short term. But we, you know the the rhetoric is that uh, if they don't raise interest, inflation is going to eventually catch up to them, which is going to make them suffer even more. So that's that. I think that's the that's the kind of uh, rhetoric they're going to follow uh, to to um, to justify the the monetary tightening. And that eventually is going to uh, could uh, dry up the money, which is in commodities. So that could drive the commodity prices down uh, in 2022. That that's that's the kind of like well, I've I've been like reading on in, in the news, and that's the kind of information I find uh, in commodities. Uh, you know, because because I think it's very very highly uh, overvalued right now. It's it's a very um, uh, you know the the market is is it's very um, uh, bullish right now for the commodities and you know how do you think that relates to the price of you know bitcoins and crypto? Do you have any thoughts? It, when that happens, you know, decrease decline in the in the in the commodity pricing because I know I know you do uh, some some uh, crypto investing. Yeah, that's like. That's actually more of a question I have for you, especially oh, okay. when you're in traditional finance, right? It's like, what do you yeah. think about crypto, right? Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of biased because, mm-hmm. like, because, because crypto like, doesn't exactly follow. My, my take on this is that crypto doesn't exactly follow the the pattern of traditional financial investments. But I guess, uh, with with the rise in interest and 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 the money, you know, slowly drying up from you know uh, other investment means like real estate, commodities. And it's gonna it's gonna drive the price down. I feel like same is could happen for commodities. Ah, uh, sorry, same sorry, same could happen for cryptocurrencies. Got it. Yeah, yeah I can see I can see where your thoughts are with mm. that, and mm. and some of it makes sense, but others it really depends on like how you view yeah like crypto as a but, whole. But, yeah, is... but but then crypto it's it's not really. Uh, that simple i feel like there are many other things at play uh such as uh, uh you know uh yeah so chip, there's there's yeah. a few things with crypt, crypto that's really hard to point at one one thing i would probably say to like your earlier comment about mm-hmm. like hey inflation is going up everything is going to be really expensive we mm-hmm. need to do monetary controls we mm-hmm. have to like add like um increase interest rates and it'll cause like deflation, right? Yeah, usually yeah. that's the the, the yeah, result exactly, of like yeah. monetary controls, right? And usually deflation means, you know, less economic activity, which means that, <laughs> that we slowly go into a recession as a result of that because mm-hmm. no one is investing mm-hmm. and there's not enough money going around. So mm-hmm. um, those, those are the things that um, are actually strengths as to why maybe crypto will actually... Yeah, go thrive. Up. Yeah, exactly. So because if there's no value to be had, mm-hmm. and there's no like return on you know your traditional place asset, you know vehicles like real estate, commodities, or like just the stock market in general or whatnot, um, they're gonna look for somewhere something else mm-hmm. that has you know less monetary, less like control, mm-hmm. and then like more freedom. Yep. And then more ability to reach globally and mm-hmm. apply to like many, many different industries. Mm-hmm. I think what people like get really confused about crypto and I was also very confused about crypto too. Like I, I found out about Bitcoin back in 2011 
when it was first coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like financial policies and this and that, like money's not backed by gold. Like this is yeah, really messed yeah, up. Yeah. This is a really interesting project. But BTC or Bitcoin is like not really a great, like functionally is not really a great system no, for, no. For, mo- for money, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this weird store of value that's like based off of people's hopes and dreams that yep. they think that the, yep. you know, stock uh, coin goes up to the moon and the rocket mm-hmm. ship to the moon and then yep. Dogecoin, right? Yep. Like some stupid stuff like that. Yep. I think where people are forgetting is that it's not necessarily crypto that's important. Mm-hmm. It's actually the blockchain that's the most yeah. important. Yeah. Um, the underlying like technology with that. Mm-hmm. So I so I think Bitcoin is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin will have zero value. Yeah. Like there's B- no B- value. Bitcoin as a Bitcoin. currency itself has zero value. Yeah. Yeah. To me, yeah. it has zero value. I still own Bitcoin as mm-hmm. like like a idiot insurance. Mm-hmm. Like because. I don't know, right? <laughs> like, yeah. How am I supposed to be able to predict stuff like that? Yeah. But where I think it's crypto or like blockchain is super valuable mm-hmm. is things tied to Web 3.0. Like, mm-hmm. so when we talk about like Web 3.0 or, or stuff like that, the days of the internet, right? When, you know, your mom and dad was like using dial up, you yep. know, with your phone and, and yep. stuff, you would have Netscape, right? So it's just like baseline yep. internet. And so what you would look at traditionally when, when we talk about like technology and web stacks and stuff yep. like that, yep. this is going to sound like fucking complicated. I'm going to try to dumb it down as much as I can um, and maybe like try to like simplify it mm-hmm. as, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. There is this thing when we look at like the internet today um, yep. and it's called the OSI model. There's like seven layers to the OSI model. One is physical, which is like physical structures of how your internet is built, right? Yeah. Fiber internet, computers, whatever. Yeah. Then you have your data link, which is like Ethernet and bridging information from one computer to another. Mm-hmm. And then there's pack network, which is sending packets of data, your IP address from like one computer saying handshaking and saying like, hey, we want to send you this data to this okay. data. And okay. then you have transport, which is the protocols like TCP, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, end-to-end connections. Yeah. And then you have your sessions, which is APIs, sockets, mm-hmm ports mm. and then you have your presentation layer which everyone is really familiar with the idea of like a presentation layer is like ssl mm. file formats like jpeg mm. mpegs right ftp mm-hmm. and then you've got the ultimate layer that the end user looks at we call it the end user layer so like me and you when we go onto a computer and yeah, we interface with a website the, yeah 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 that would be like http mm-hmm. ftp irc mm. right ssh mm. dns um, so I'm throwing all these acronyms together, but there's just four layers. It's physical, data, network, transport, session, presentation, application. Okay. That is what Web 2.0 looks like today. Okay. Thank you. So, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So then- if if I so where blockchain and like this whole like idea of like crypto falls in, it is completely replacing the area between transport session presentation. And oh, actually, no, it's more like session transport and then, um, yeah, session and transport. And then it, it bleeds into presentation and application. So basically, you no longer need session or transport because mm-hmm. all the encryption requirements can be handled by the blockchain. It's more secure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you're, you're getting rid of two of those individual layers and combining that into one. Mm-hmm. And so effectively, you're turning your seven-layer OSI model to a five-layer OSI model. Okay. So it'll be like physical data, network, 
blockchain mm. than its presentation application. So it's not just what, okay. It's not it's not for it's not just for the cryptocurrency. It's it's for the transmission of data and yeah. and a technology that allows the transmission of data more uh, securely, more quickly, and, yeah, and efficiently, and securely. So which which actually uh, it simplifies our 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 internet. Yeah, it's, the idea is like how do we or, make or transmission um, of data? Yeah. Yeah, how do we make the internet simpler mm-hmm. to execute, more trustworthy mm. and more secure, mm. right? That's if good. anything, yeah. crypto is like blockchain is designed to be a really smart contract. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I send you money and then you want to get a confirmation, you have to go through a bank, right? Yeah. Intermediary bank to like yeah. confirm that. Whereas with like a blockchain, everyone can see it and everyone can like validate and make sure that that's correct. So it's all these like smart contracts that are interacting yeah. with each yeah. other. That is the most valuable because you're effectively getting rid of banks mm. is what you're what's happening. You're making the world more interconnected and money moves much freer and flows a lot quicker mm. and information gets traveled, validated and secured a lot quicker. Like, mm. so here's an example, right? If I was on Facebook and I went on Facebook, like here's one application example of why blockchain would is going to take over everything. This will be my prediction here mm-hmm. for 2022. 2022 or, or, yeah. or and, and years ahead, right? And years ahead, yeah, 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 for the future. Yeah, but like definitely, certain types of cryptocurrencies are going to go, definitely going to rise rise in prices. There's no doubt about that. It's more of like which ones. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give anyone specific answers for that because I don't know. It's yeah. still like yeah. very early stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and but what I will say is that that technology, the blockchain technology, is mm-hmm. going to be in everything. It's going to be in your phone. It's going to be in your browser. It is mm-hmm. going to be in your cameras, mm-hmm. your like your your fridges when they become connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. Like everything will be connected via blockchain to like mm-hmm. confirm and validate stuff. It's more of a question is like who's going to win. Um, mm. That's my prediction. Um, but the problem is there's too many of these blockchains out there. Yeah. And so it's going to be like how do we get from eight to 10 to a million different blockchains to like, yeah. you know, the top 10 to 20 that everyone will, will use. Yeah. Cause so, it's, it's, it's a, it's a matter of, um, of infrastructure and, and somebody has to dominate the market, right. And become a standard. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's, does that answer? Yeah. Question? Yeah. That was, okay. uh, that was more than I ex- expected, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks. I, I learned something, uh, uh, to take home today, and yeah. and and not I'm not like a an expert on this either because like mm. it's you go you can go like real deep into like crypto to mm-hmm. like an insane level mm-hmm. and but what I'm looking for when it comes to when we talk about this particular topic is more of like how does this relate to like our lives right yeah like how is this gonna affect me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you I'm only just, need to dig down to that level right really yeah I I, yeah. I only feel that that's that's important for me because yeah. I'm not going to be like like I work with crypto companies mm-hmm. with my own job, like, mm-hmm. but I don't like code the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I still need to know what's going, what's what going on, what's going happening, on, how it's working, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. And so, like, everything's gonna get affected: government, business, and then on your personal level. Um, mm-hmm. Crypto's gonna live somewhere, um, and, or blockchain's gonna live somewhere. Mm-hmm. I do think that blockchain will actually help governments the most, if yeah. anything. Yeah, because governments yeah. are super inefficient, right? Mm-hmm. When you do like contracts for like large projects mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you can have an immutable blockchain 
that tells you like, hey, how many contracts came in? Are you using up all the money the government has for this particular like industry? Yep. Right. And then people will visually be able to see like, hey, our politicians are actually doing the right thing. Right. Mm. Or the mm. other thing is like you could blockchain or you could use like you could blockchain the, the voting system. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. people can't like cheat their vote. Yeah. Right? But, you know, you know, I think that is only if they that's only if they want to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah, and and here's the thing, right? There yeah. is already one major country that's already implemented this. Guess who that country is? Is it El Salvador? No, China. Oh, China. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, China's entire underlying system is now running on blockchain, wow. like their their okay. their financial currency system, but uh, their uh, blockchain uh, because because they, they have uh, the digital RMB, right? Uh, yeah. 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 They have the digital RMB. Yeah. And then they're going to have their blockchain live under every single facet of their their, their other systems. Well, I guess it's easier other. to implement uh, as long as yeah in China because you know less of a bureaucratic uh, hassle, right? Yeah. It's, it's uh, and it's scary on top of that because this type of technology also allows you to control many areas of your country much easier. Mm. So you can trace track. Um, but the idea of blockchain that's not maybe controlled by like China, but mm-hmm. more worldwide as a global mm-hmm. standard mm-hmm. makes, I would probably say, would make information more available to everyone to see. That's mm. usually the ideal state. Mm. Where I think it's going to actually happen is that every country is going to have their own blockchain. Yeah. And then they're going to have these like weird intermediary nodes yeah. that talk to each other to try to communicate between the yeah. blockchains. Yeah. And so it's just going to be like the banking system all over again, yeah. um, which is why like um, crypto or blockchain like technologies like Ethereum mm-hmm. or like Bitcoin will still have a place mm. because they're still technically not controlled by any government, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no government. So there will still be that underground yeah. level of like crypto that'll exist. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That that's that's where I think is gonna happen twenty twenty two yeah. in the future. Yeah. What else? What else? Do you want to talk about um how we're not gonna live in the real world anymore? Oh yeah. Sure. You do, know do you I, want... I think you know you know I I think we are not gonna live in the real world anymore. I mean we are already not really living in the real world anymore. You know at least you know, part-time, right? Because, uh, because of the, because of the introduction of smartphones, uh, the, the laptops and, and computers and TVs, and, you know, we are always plugged to the media. So whenever we are plugged, we're not in the real world. And, and, you know, I was actually thinking that because, uh, when I was, you know, when I was thinking about what's going to happen next year, in terms of you know uh, the 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 monetary policy, etc., uh, you know basically we get paid in currency for our work, right? That's the reward we get, uh, which is backed by, well, well, which is which is a, uh, you know which which is a, uh, which is an issued note by uh, each country's uh, central bank. However, I feel like, you know, the more we get plugged to the virtual world, it no longer becomes, um, you know, viable to, to, be, to be repaid in, in those currencies, 
or you don't need to be repaid in those currencies because likes or you know attention translates into into you know your your value right so likes and attention translates into value a lot of people are monetizing the attention in the current world but i feel like attention eventually if when we are moving towards a more virtual world attention eventually could be repaid by attention so it's like, funny that you yeah. say that because there's like bat right which is a crypto called basic attention token oh, okay <laughs> yeah and like it's like a browser that like farms this mm-hmm. like token and then yeah. you can tip people with yeah. basic attention tokens yeah exactly so it's, it's like yeah. it's like a you know it's not it's not dollar it's not yen it's not you know uh peso uh it's 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 a Thumbs up views yeah, thumbs and up. tokens yeah, and yeah, crypto. Exactly. So it's a point for thumbs up. And that would eventually, I, I think, hold uh, some, you know, my wild imagination tells me that that will eventually hold the actual value of human activities. Because, I mean, like, how, how do we get the money? Like, how do we get, you know, currency uh, in the first place, right? Because that, that was a way to transform our 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 work into value right into some numbers so it doesn't have to be in the form of you know c- you know c- central bank issued currencies uh, issued notes uh it could just be in the form of likes right or you know bat or whatever you call it um mm. so you know i i feel like that is that could happen in the future that is slowly oh, going to happen. I, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I actually agree with what you're saying. It's, it's, it sounds very wild, there. but like I feel like it's already happening. Look how much money has flown into crypto, like Dogecoin. It's a like. Yeah, look at of how people. much money these yeah. like streamers and YouTubers yeah. make as well, right? Yeah. From from the work that they do. Yeah. I, I think the thing that I'm most scared about when it comes to like attention and like um, how popular you mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. Um, online is the result of you determines like your net worth. The thing yeah. that I'm most scared about is like, what if the person isn't trustworthy, right? What if that yeah. person is like yeah. a Logan Paul or something, right? Mm. Or some of these other like <laughs> jackasses yeah. that like yeah. pump this like fake ass crypto to like a bunch of people that are desperate for money. Yeah. yeah. And then like they lose all their money or like all these scammers and stuff like that. Mm. But they no, we will have, we will have a transition period, I think where, you know, like all of, these like yeah. scammers, right? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm just wondering like what is like obviously your how many people give you attention, also the quality of information you yeah. provide. Yeah. But I'm also looking for like when are we gonna get to a point where we can measure your how trustworthy yeah. you are. Yeah. No, as because a because leader, right? because those people uh, can jeopardize the whole transition. Yeah, uh, like you can have an idiot like Joe Rogan say like, "Hey, I took ivermectin and don't take yeah. the COVID vaccine." Yeah, but like ivermectin doesn't actually clear the COVID vaccine. The yeah. only thing it actually yeah. does yeah. is it removes parasites that could potentially make uh, COVID increase your worse risk, for you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't actually cure the COVID. Mm-hmm. It's just like a supplement that you could potentially take, but it doesn't actually help you if you have COVID mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like 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 Joe's like a great like comedian and like he's got like an awesome following and he has like interesting things to say but like yeah. some of the shit he says is like yeah. really yeah. stupid no 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 yeah you know, you know like I, I think i think we need to be careful about the you know the internet online sensationalism 
at the same yeah. time because you know we don't need to we shouldn't be overhyping so there there should be a way to you know uh, correctly uh, evaluate uh, one's trustworthiness or you know you know value so blockchain uh, yeah. blockchain yeah blockchain <laughs> blockchain exactly exactly and and you know also uh, we need to we need to think about how we going to put the likes on projects or things we don't usually uh, see and and we don't usually take the opportunity to like appreciate look at the roads uh, in front of your like your you know your, your homes right you know it's it's nicely done but somebody must have i mean it's 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 done by the government but say for example right somebody must have funded it somehow and we need to take take a moment to appreciate the work that's been done but you know we don't usually do that I mean, of course, you know, I'm setting aside all the all the discussion on you know efficient use of uh, public funding and tax money. But like, say for example, like let's take into account, uh, you know, the, all the public projects, all the big project bridges that you cross to go to work every day. Uh, I feel like in in the current uh, virtual world, that does not get as uh, as uh, as much likes as they need. Because those are really the kind of projects that require a lot of funding or likes uh, in in the in the in the new new economy, right? So you know we need to somehow find a way to you know not only sensationalize uh, people but also like things we need in our lives uh, to to in order for that shift to completely happen. I'm not sure if that shift could completely happen. But I, I I see I already see a lot of that shit hap- shift shift happening right so yeah. I think like what you're talking about yeah. is like how do you create a system that mm-hmm. like people can all vote on mm-hmm. and like say that these are important projects to yeah. me as yeah. an individual yeah. and I want to commit resources to this mm-hmm. and so like there there's then a group of people that focus just on that and there's a yeah. bunch of rules associated with that right yeah. to make sure these things happen yeah. in the right ways yeah. i think what you're talking about is also happening on like the blockchain world yeah. it's called daos have you heard of a dao oh yeah I, i've heard the name yeah, but yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's called the decentralized autonomous organization. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big mouthful, and it, it doesn't really mean anything to anyone. I think the first initial version of this was called an ICO mm-hmm. or an initial coin offering, yeah. which yeah. is a straight up scam. It's like an mm-hmm. IPO but with yeah. like crypto. Yeah. But the DAO is a legal smart digital contract. So think of it like if you want to start a business, mm-hmm. you have to go to a lawyer, yeah. and they have to like go and spin out like. A legal agreement to say, "Hey, this is how the company yeah. you're an incorporation or a public, like a private company, mm-hmm. a DAO can digitally encrypt all of that as part of the voting system." So, I like, see. you know, when you have a investor, so it's in not there, it's not just in the contract, but it's in the system. So it's it's uh, or physically yeah. or virtually impossible to breach that, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can code in the rules. Mm-hmm. So like your voting system is all in the blockchain, where you vote based on like how much of the you know token that you own, mm-hmm. and that gives you the it's like shares right yeah but because it's a smart contract mm-hmm. you can put in rules that icos didn't have before that mm-hmm. says like hey because of these rules you have to vote on this stuff mm-hmm. yes or no mm-hmm. do you agree or not agree and then you have to have a certain percentage of winning to like mm-hmm. be able to like make this thing pass through so it's I like see. it just makes voting better and like more mm-hmm. straightforward for people and then if you don't like what's happening with the dow or mm-hmm. with the organization, mm-hmm. you can just sell your position to someone else that's interested in that project. Mm. 
So it's, right. it's, it, yeah, see, see, that's that's gonna eventually like rep- that. That's a potential to replace the real economy. Yeah. Okay. So for yeah. those of you that are like maybe a little more interested in this, go check mm. it out for yourself. There's a lot to look into when it comes to a DAO. Mm. I don't want to be the person to like, tell you what's right or wrong about that because it's a whole other thing that I don't yeah. want to get into. It's yeah. too complicated. Yeah. And it, if you do find something that's meaningful to you, mm. then go for it. But, but yeah, definitely. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's one aspect, uh, you know, we could all like look into or that, that that's one function of the of the, you know, a decentral, decentralized economy that we could yeah. all be going into. Right. But let's let's see yeah. how governments react to this, and 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 you know as I said earlier, uh, you know public fundings uh, need you know some, there there has to be someone making uh, a decision not for you know the, the likes of everyone, uh, but for the accessibility from like the accessibility standpoint, social welfare, you know because you can't have no road uh, in front of someone's home who just kind of lives, uh, you know, like, you know, let's, let's say, you know, with, 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 with the like system, you know, we won't get a road leading to a village with a uh, hundred people. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think the part that scares me the yeah. most and also like makes me the most excited for, yeah. remember like a couple of years ago, we both had VR headsets. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I am terrified mm-hmm. of VR and I also like, love the idea of vr at the yeah. same time yeah um and the reason why i'm terrified about vr is because the the most powerful company in the world that owns all of the virtual experiences or is the thought leader of virtual experiences yeah. today mm-hmm. is meta or meta. facebook yeah. yeah and i don't trust oh no zuckerberg with anything yeah no and look at the things he's been doing right he's done yeah, yeah. and for my 2022 prediction mm-hmm. I think that what you said earlier with the economy yeah. being like deflationary and things yeah. becoming way more expensive, yeah. everyone's not going to be able to afford a home. Like no one's going to be able to afford like physical assets. So they're mm. all going to go to digital. Mm. Guess what mm. happens in digital? Who owns that? It's like Meta or Facebook. Yeah. So like you're not buying like like a cup. You're mm. buying a digital version of a cup. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then you're buying like your avatars and like yeah. when you buy your digital gun in your game, you take that gun to like other games. Right. Because yeah. it, it's a perpetual like yeah. image or like thing. Yeah. Um, and like all of your work will get done digitally. Like mm-hmm. you will no longer have a computer. You just yeah. put this headset on yeah. and then you just interact with people yeah. in like your digital workspace. But, but then um, but then if everything is owned by Meta, then uh, they, they, they are God. Right. Basically. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I think the thing that scares me the most is that as more things go digital, mm-hmm. the less people get disconnected from reality mm. of like what's actually going on. Mm. And maybe they start thinking that, oh, this this digital world is all I need to be in. And yeah. then we, you know, socialize less in real person. Mm-hmm. We have less children as a result because we're yeah. not leaving. Yeah. But there's less opportunities because all these rich people own all the physical things in the world mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. everyone that's trying to make it are forced into like these small yeah. homes. Yeah. They no, use they, a digital they, they, headset yeah. mm-hmm. to make their world bigger and to escape from like the, the harshness reality, of like, right? reality yeah. of like mm. the despair. That's the thing that scares me the most. Mm. On the other hand, you and I have experienced this, right? When mm-hmm. we go into a digital world, yeah. it's super fun. Okay? Yeah, it's so it's fun. Like... <laughs> Dude, I was shocked. You know, we played like, um, what's the name of the game? Uh, you know, like we are basically thousands of miles apart. 
and we still get to play the same game together. Like, yeah, and we can watch movies together yeah, with yeah. each other next to each other and stuff yeah. like that. It's just yeah. like it's just such a great social ex- experience, and like yeah. I'm excited for how much further this technology. Yeah, is I, you know, like there were definitely some uh, limitations in the technology, uh, but you know, if it, if it actually like gets better, I think it would be pretty amazing. Like I I I, I like it actually like felt like we were hanging out like. Uh, between uh you know canada and japan which is yeah to me it's insane because i could see your movements you know i felt like you were there but you weren't yeah it's it's a it's a pretty it's it's a different kind of hangout than let's say playing online gaming together it's more intimate yeah yeah and and like there's just like so many applications for that right like when i think about like like i definitely think like some people say it's actually ar like augmented reality Mm -hmm that's going to be like the biggest thing i actually disagree with okay with, like all these like big venture capitalists mm-hmm. and like investors that say mm-hmm. like oh it's going to be ar i actually think vr mm-hmm. is going to be mm-hmm. more profitable and much larger impact to the world than augmented reality because mm-hmm. augmented reality you're just like overlaying information over what's already there in the, in the a, real world happening. right yeah yeah mm-hmm. but like virtual reality is anything it's anything. Right. I was a banana, Whatever. I think, in, yeah. in the VR. Yeah, yeah. we went well, to we a club talking... together. A club that doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's just, like, I, I can't imagine, like, especially when... The, the, the thing that I think about the most is people that can't even move, right? Mm. Like, people that are, like, sick mm. and they can't go do outdoor activities mm-hmm. or people that are, like, disabled in their home and stuff like that yeah so they can like feel like they're they're actually like human like they can just go into this vr world if the technology gets good enough and then feel like they're they're like free they can fly they can like do whatever they want right they can play games just like any other person if they they have a handicap like maybe they're missing a hand they can't play video games or like when it comes to work right yeah you don't doesn't matter what your physical capabilities are if you can jack yeah. into, you know, a metaverse mm-hmm. or like a virtual reality environment. Yeah, it's what you're thinking that's the most important yeah. that ends up translating into actual work mm-hmm. on the screen, mm-hmm. right? So those are the things that I'm more excited for, like it, enabling it, it, and it, like it, it enhances the accessibility of our society. Yeah. yeah, and like people that feel like they're being like marginalized and they're not actually contributing anything they can Mm -hmm. now finally feel more included because this technology allows them to do that within that particular sense right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i'm still scared of like the other part which is like perfectly normal folks like Mm -hmm. people that don't have it that can like actually go do physical work out there and like you know send rocket ships to space like i want i want us to like go into space right i don't want us to get too caught into caught in the virtual world right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like there's billions and trillions and gajillion like galaxies out there for us to explore mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm, i get too worried that people get too focused on like trying to like create worlds yeah. digitally yeah when yeah. there's like more opportunities out there that we haven't really thought of yet mm-hmm. that can expand our like our the way we think mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so 2022 my my uh my th- my my predictions are Blockchain is going to be big. Yeah, everyone's going to be able to travel. You're going to have to live with COVID, mm-hmm. so suck it up. <laughs> uh, 
VR is gonna be huge, and uh, what was oh, and space. Space is gonna be space. A well, space. well, well. Uh, this is a whole other topic I wanted to talk about in mm-hmm. another like episode. Yeah, because space is a very interesting industry that yeah. I don't think people are paying enough close attention to, and they're not taking it seriously enough right now. Um, yeah, I I know, but it's I think it's it's a bit of a a double edged sword for humanity if you look at it from uh you know sustainability perspective you know, you know no, no no i'm not i'm not even talking about sustainability i'm talking about yeah. a whole other like oh like exploring like other planets and also like political landscape and stuff like that is like yeah. a totally different like mm. thing to like to talk about yeah um i think that'll be a very interesting one yeah but. yeah for sure do you have any other predictions you have for 2022 it feels like i'm making all the predictions here for some reason well, I... <laughs> oh, you did the economy one. Yeah, I did oh, yeah, the economy, economy one. So inflation economy, is going to happen. Yeah, no, inflation is going to happen. Well, they're going to try to make the deflation yeah. happen, uh, which would, you know, hopefully stop the stop the real estate bubble uh, in the North American market and, and also bring the prices of commodity back because the energy price is a serious problem uh, for the global economy, right? So, you know, Fed's got to step in and do something. And hopefully... You know, that would help the less skilled workers. And, you know, somehow, I think there has to be a correction in the in the income disparity as well. So, yeah. Definitely. And, and I think there's going to be a lot of discussions on that next year. Yeah. yeah. I would probably say that if people are looking for, like, growth and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you're not going to find it with any of these existing countries. Like, birth rates are going to decline for every single first world nation Mm -hmm. uh india is going to not be sustainable anymore at a certain point like they're Mm -hmm. actually going to have birth declines as well yeah um it's going to be africa and brazil that'll be like the biggest markets in the world moving forward and then Mm -hmm. some of the southeast asian countries like philippines and vietnam yeah um those i think those countries are the ones that are going to lead us into the future but not it's not a 2022 prediction that's like a 20 40 prediction yeah. for me but you know like um, and 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 uh and on, on a different aspect like cultural aspect I, you know it's already happening and it's already happened a lot but you know I, I i hope to see more you know cross cultural like mix uh you know between say asian culture and western culture happening you know like asian culture is being more mainstream and you know you know that, that kind of cultural exchange uh, happening, you know, pe- more people watching anime or more people are familiar with the Korean culture, uh, you know, through Squid Games, you know, it was a big hit. So, you know, I, I just hope, you know, you know, we, although we may not be able to travel as much, we get to like understand each other better, not just through the news, you know, th- from, from news or like political like interactions, but, you know, through like cultural, like content uh, interactions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. So, happy new year, everyone! Yeah. Thanks for stopping by, and I um, hope you have a great, wonderful 2022. Thanks for listening to the K Koji podcast. You can find more episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Keep up to date by following us on Twitter and Instagram at K Koji Podcast. If you would like to support the program, you can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com/kkoji.